Warning! What you are about to hear contains explicit language, adult themes, and potentially disturbing content. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts and do not reflect the opinions of anyone else, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. This podcast is intended for an immature audience and should not be listened to by anyone, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. You know, fuck it. You've been warned. Ladies and gentlemen, dorks and dweebs, nerds of all ages, GeekPod Network Productions is proud to bring to you the most electrifying middle-aged guys in Syracuse, the Doctor, Hugh Allen, the pod whore, Paul Showitz. Alone, they are single geek beacons in a dark cop drama world. But when the mics go hot, they are GeekPod. God Welcome to this week's edition of Geek Pod. I'm your host, Paul. I'm Corbs. And I'm Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, uh, tonight uh, Hugh had to take the week off. So we, uh, I'll be say a little bit reluctantly, we pulled my buddy Kevin in. <laughs> He's not quite sure yet, but um. <laughs> We uh, we gave him a quick rundown. What about thirty five second rundown there? That's about. <laughs> nah. So we're gonna. Jump if you call right it that, it. I mean, I'm... mumbling and stumbling through it, and basically saying, right. "Follow my lead." <laughs> All right, yeah, it's kind of like That's... work. Yes, let's catch a buzz. Kevin, what are you drinking? Oh, so mine is called Costumes and Karaoke. Let me just see if I can give you a little uh, picture of the label. It's a dogfish head, limited release. Yeah, but it's not like any dogfish head you've ever had. I can pretty well guarantee that. Uh, I'm going to read you the um, description off of Beer Advocate, and I'm not going to read the whole thing. Just um, just a little bit. Um, let's see. What do they say? Okay, so... Uh, it's a cream ale brewed with a uh, oat cream base, and then they blend in a bunch of spices, um, including vanilla beans, ginger, turmeric, star anise, cardamom, and cinnamon. I can honestly tell you that if I've ever had a beer with any of those spices in them, it's only been maybe one, and probably the majority of those, not at all. Really. Oh. I have tried this already. I'll show you what it looks like poured into a glass. Oh, a nice see, color. I know it's kind of dark in here. Look at that. Well, it's an insulated glass. It's a it's a nice one that was given to me. Um, but it pours well. I mean, you can smell the turmeric and some of the uh, some of the vanilla. But um, you know, welcome back cream ales, because I got to tell you, if they ever tasted like this when I was a kid, I mean, when I was younger, I would have drank a heck of a lot more. I don't know if I could have drank more. Now, this is like, when you say cream ale, the first thing I immediately think of is Genesee cream ale. 
So and, like and whatever a, you could squeegee off of the the brewery floor, basically. But, so the whole idea, and here's the problem: is we grew up around Jenny Cream Ale. What we don't realize is that there's a lot of places that actually thought Jenny Cream Ale was pretty good beer. Really? When I lived yeah. in Atlanta, um, after I got out of the service, yeah. I lived in Atlanta for a while, and there was a couple of really cool places to go where you could get um, some different beers. And there's this one place called Five Corners. So all these five roads came into one place, and they had a bunch of stuff there. And um, one of the things they had there was a neat little bar. And I, I go in there one night, and I look at the taps on the back of the bar, and there is Jenny Cream Ale. Here I am, a kid. You know, I'm in my 20s. I, you know, haven't really been many places. I went from Mexico to New York to the, the Army, and then from there I went to Atlanta. And I walk into this place, and here's Jenny Cream Ale on the back <laughs> bar. So of course I had to have one. Still tasted like shit. Um, if, I'm not sure if I can say that on the podcast. Yes, you can. can. Out later, I'm sure. All right. <laughs> Um, but I had to have one cause you know, it's a little taste of home, but what I've learned here recently, um, with some beers that I've, uh, gotten into in Vermont and some other places is that cream ales are making a comeback and it's really, it's all about the base. It's all about how they start and they're really not bad. You got to give them a try. Um, I'm not going to say, go back and try Jenny cream ale again, but <laughs> if you see a cream ale out there, try it. Cause you might like it. Um, it, there's some pretty good ones and I like this one. Well, originally, when uh, when we when I pulled Kevin into this, um, he suggested that beer, and because, as you can see, Corbs, he's he's definitely a beer guy, like Hugh. Yeah. He he knows all the, the 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 shit, and so I was like, you know what? I want you to lead beer bastards. Like, you sound smart when you talk about beer, and I'm just like beer good. So, <laughs> um, so he he suggested that costumes and. See, I've been saying karaoke. Brokey. It's not. Like, well, I don't even know how to pronounce that word. I've never known how to pronounce that word. So you pronounce it any way you want. Okay. Well, that the singing thing is what I was going with. <laughs> and so I spent, and Kevin can back this up because he was getting angry text messages every time. I spent two days trying to hunt that fucking beer down. <laughs> and and I, I was, I was going to do a supply drop at your place too. Right. And, uh, I can't find it anywhere. According to the website, it's at all sorts of Wegmans yeah. around here and branching out bottle shop. No, it's not. It really <laughs> isn't. <laughs> I think oh, I really think we got it about a month ago. And is that where you normally do it? Is the, the Cicero Wegmans? So we got a couple of places we go uh, for beer. Um, that's one. Um uh, we tend to shop there at Kathy's office. My wife's office is close to there. And what she's done in the past, when she, it used to be there, she's not, she's not down there anymore. They actually closed her physical office um, permanently. Um, but um, so she'd go there for lunch or whatever, do grocery shopping. And then she'd walk through the beer section, which is, which is pretty substantial. I mean, they do, they've done a pretty good job um, uh, filling it up with beers from all over the place. And she'd buy beer based on the label. You know, she'd look at it and she'd be like, well, it sounds fun. I'll just get that, bring it home. So I got, I got a chance to taste and try some really, really neat, interesting things. I've kept a lot of them on my uh, beer advocate uh, profile, just so I could keep track of what I've had and what I haven't. I haven't done a real good job with that though. So that's, you know, not, not as full as it could be. Excuse me. Um, but I, I, I've experienced some really, really, really good beers and some really 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 bad ones um mm -hmm. that way um 
but uh, this was one, this is one of those. Uh, she found it there, brought it home. And, uh, I didn't realize, I guess I should have that it was a limited release just by the, by the flavorings in it. But you know, I was hoping it was still around. Yeah. Um, and I, I do believe it cause I did stop into branching out, which is a great bottle shop out there. It's out in a uh, township five, two doors down from, uh, the warrior factory. <laughs> so <laughs> Of course, though, uh, our classes are Monday nights and they're closed on Monday, so I can't even ditch the kid and go in and check stuff out. <laughs> um, but she was telling me uh, the right. owner was in there um, and I didn't catch her name. I feel bad about that. I did catch the dog's name. The dog's name is Barley. He's just in there chilling, hanging out like he, he's like, I mean, basically, he's the store manager. And um, she did say that she thought she could order it for me, but she knew we were on a time crunch, so I couldn't. I mean, I wouldn't have had it by tonight anyway. So, so what I ended up doing was reaching into the geek pod beer fridge and pulled out something by, and if I mispronounce this, help me out, Kevin, EBITDA brewing. I've always called it a beta. I don't know. Again, I don't know. A beta. I don't even think it, that might be the title on here. A beta beer. Um, I, I went with, two goes yep here we go again trying to find it in the wow that's not oh, even dude. appearing oh there you go right down in front of your shirt that's what that works in front of my shirt but also right in front of the microphone <laughs> yeah uh yeah i'm not real good with the video yet as it shows yep uh, show pictures will be up anyway um right in front of your face right i mean that might work that that it does, does work. there you go and I'm sure the audience prefers it. Um, so anyway, this says it is a key lime sea salt sour. Uh, oh, I, and I was mispronouncing it because they had the little pronunciation on there. It's to goza. Z-A on the end, to goza. And uh, it's right up because I, I don't know beer advocate, but I'm apparently going to learn that one real quick. Is uh, in New Orleans... To-go cups mean the fun, and the beer doesn't have to stay inside the bar. Togoza is Abita's refreshing take on a traditional goes beer, a slightly salty and sour beer style brewed with malted wheat and barley and German pearl hops. Fresh key limes are added during aging to create this sour ale with hints of lime, coriander, and sea salt. I'm thinking I'm probably not going to like this when I take a uh, sip, but let's find out never been a fan of the sours i just can't get used to them it's not bad oh it, it's not it's not one of those that when we're chilling on the back patio here i'm gonna drink 17 of them but yeah it's a it's a one-off beer um i'm not even gonna pretend to try and do all the notes and stuff like you did because i don't understand how that works like i said it's i i drink beer to get shit-faced so yeah. Corpse. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't understand all that stuff either. I just, I know what I like, and, and you know more than I do about it. That's for damn sure. Well, I'm not saying much. Yeah, um, <laughs> Corpse, what you drinking down there? Corpse isn't drinking tonight. I figured they were going to show us a water bottle. No, um, I don't have anything. I did notice while uh, Kevin was discussing uh, the dogfish head, you kind of yeah. went on a stroll. <laughs> I, I did. I did. Well, because the funny thing about it is just before we started discussing, you guys started discussing the beers, 
my sister called and I wasn't going to answer it because I don't want to interrupt the podcast. So I I hit decline and I went and got my son and had my son call my sister back. And of course she didn't pick up the phone. Right. So now she's pissed off at you. So, well, because my mom went with my sister tonight. My sister was just here. My sister and, and Kelly were just here. We had like, uh, we had people over for, we had Kelly and my sister over. We had spaghetti and meatballs. We left over from Christmas. So we nice. uh, had them, them over for for dinner. And then we played a couple of games. And then everybody just kind of took off. That's why I was running a little behind. I was kind of waiting on them to to get out of here. So Sounds like it was that kind of a day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was just kind of a very relaxed. I keep thinking it's Saturday. It's not. It's Friday. Mm-hmm. It's confusing. I don't know. Yes. I mean, it's same here because I've been off of work all week. So yeah, uh, me too. I yes, <laughs> I figured. <laughs> um, but I've had no idea what the hell's been going on like day by day. I knew Monday was Monday because Warrior, and then I lost the week after that. Yeah. So, um, but before we jump into the holiday stuff, because I know we're going there, because I wrote <laughs> the show notes. Um, <laughs> What's uh what's got you guys geeked? And I don't think oh. I ever explained that one to Kevin either. I don't know what that means. Yeah, he doesn't know what that means. I, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> no. All right. So quick rundown on that. What that means is what what's what's got you excited this week? Like what what what's something cool that happened? Um, something you're excited about. Uh mine's gonna be a, just a reference back to last episode, which will confuse the shit out of you even more. So so we'll let Corb start it off so it, it right. makes more sense. There you go. Uh, for me, it was just uh, just hanging out with my my family on Christmas. They had a great time. Um, I, we had my brother and sister in law and nephew here with their father in law, and then Kelly, my girlfriend, and her son, and my sister, and then me, my son, and my uh, my mom. We just we hung out. I said we had everybody over, had shrimp and meatballs for like an appetizer, cookies or not cookies. Mm. Uh, crackers, cheese, pepperoni, and then for dinner we just did a like a meat tray. We had sandwiches, and we played uh, we, we played a game called Disturbed Friends. Oh my god, I have that! Oh, I got dude. it for Christmas last year, and I haven't yeah, opened it have, yet. You haven't have opened it. Oh my god! We, next time you next time you get your some of your friends together, whatever. If you you know when the everything you know gets back to normal in twenty twenty five. No, my, my question was, and my thought is, I, I thought maybe, again, whenever we could get, get everybody around the table to record in person again, would that be something we could do as a show or no? Oh, you could do it as a show, but I don't know how, I don't know how much you'd get recorded because we'd be freaking pissing ourselves. <laughs> okay. Because that literally almost happened on Christmas. <laughs> so, I mean, the, the, court, the, the cards, they're, they're, raw, they're, they're pretty raunchy, so... Awesome. So, what is it? Those games are it's, it's, a, it's so so. It's basically all it is is a, it's a game. You get you get a card and it's got like like a, a statement on it. Okay. Um, and then it's got three answers like A, B, and C. And then when you start the game, you hand out answer cards to everybody. Everybody gets a set of three answer cards A, B, and C. And then you read the card and you read A, B, and C. And then the people have to decide which one you think that they think you would answer. Oh. Okay. And then if you get it right, they give you a card. It's like a winning card. And it's a picture. It's a bunch of pictures. It's, it's, they depict things like, you know, Lindsay Lohan, um, 
Dennis Rodman and Kim Kim Jong Un, R. Kelly pissing on somebody. <laughs> so it and you get those, and the per, first person to get ten of those wins the game. That's outstanding. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, so that could they, be fun. Oh, it it would be a great time. You, I mean, to be honest with you, you could have a you could have a recording just reading the cards. So <laughs> some of them are, are kind of corny, but then there's some of them that you you read and you're like, holy shit! Like, how do you actually get? Like, my sister in law was reading one of the cards and she couldn't even get through it. She was laughing so hard. And then my girlfriend was reading another card and she barely could read the question. She couldn't even get to the answers. Like she was literally crying, trying to read the answers. So I had to read the answers for her. <laughs> that's awesome. That's how bad, that's oh, how bad it is. Awesome. Some of the cards are that bad. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's a freaking trip. We used to, we play it when we go um, to Kelly's. Um, well, we played it for her. Family Christmas. That's we went cool. over to her her mom for Family Christmas. And we played it over there. So and we were playing it. And so when I got when I got home that night, um, my ex asked me what I wanted for Christmas, and I asked her <laughs> That's for that. It. There you go. So and then of course and of course I was like, well, I don't I don't I don't remember. I, I know if I asked anybody. So I was at Barnes and Nobles, and I saw it there. So I I picked it up myself. So I actually have an extra. Nice. A whole extra thing of it, so <laughs> I have two boxes of it now. So I'll probably take I'll probably take one back because they they've got like expanded packs for it too. Nice. You can get so, even you can yep. get even raunchier cards. So oh, I'm geez. I'm figuring I might do something like that. So so it sounds a lot like uh, like a Cards Against Humanity that kind it's, of idea. It's it's like Perfect. Cards Against Humanity, but it's a lot worse than that. That's outstanding. Yeah, it's yeah. Like I said, I'm gonna have to perfect. crack this set open then. It's it, been sitting I, on my it, shelf for a year. You can literally, you can literally crack it open, and you can sit down and just read the cards and have a great time just by reading the cards without even playing. With, you can buy yourself just read some of the cards and be like, "Holy crap!" So, so that's, that was it. I know what so, I'm bringing to work next yeah, time. You and I are in the office together, Kev. <laughs> oh Jesus, we won't get anything done. No, probably no, not. The best part of those games is the best part of those games is inviting somebody over that you know would never say those yes. words in, yep. in public and you have them read the cards in front of people that they've mm-hmm. never met before oh that's it, even better it is so hilarious oh my god right it's a so good time. so so picture your family christmas with your mother it's your mother your sister your brother your your sister-in-law and her father <laughs> so you, you yeah you're, oh you're, like, you're you're with your mother trying to read these cards and she's got to read the cards back Right, you know, and then you got your sister there, and then of course you got the the daughter and the father in law together reading the cards. I mean, it, it, you're right. It's just it it's like watching like when we go to Kelly's parent or Kelly's mom's house to to do it and having her mom read these cards. Her mom's a little short, like four foot nine, you know, grandma, and she's <laughs> reading these cards in front of her kids. That's awesome. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> That's 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 the most fun about it is having to watch people read these cards in front of people that you would normally not read the cards in front of. Like right. me, watching me people and you, squirm. meet you and Hugh and, and some of that would do that. It wouldn't be that big a deal because you know you can see yourself saying shit like that to each other. But to have your wife sitting there playing it with you, and then having your your mother there, yeah, and having her have to read these cards <laughs> out loud, you know that would it's just you're. you're you're right. It's just that that dynamic. You just start. You're thinking to yourself, "Oh my god, this is hysterical." 
Yeah, so, I, it's kind of how it worked the in, first yeah. time I played Cards Against Humanity. We yep. actually had um, yep. an IT Christmas party at my house, and um, I had to read out the one about... I don't even remember what it was, but I was having such a hard time getting it out because oh. uh, the director of IT was sitting across the table staring at me with his wife next to him, <laughs> to which her answer to that card was two dicks at the same time. <laughs> and and this is one of those women that you would not think would ever exactly. say anything like that. And like, I am yep. beat red. I'm just, that's when the heavy drinking started is because you yep. got to find a way to get through it somehow. Yeah, exactly. And I figured you'd appreciate that uh, that story, Kev. That's the best. That's absolutely the best. Mm-hmm. Absolutely the best. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you ready our, to take a crack at this? Yeah, I guess. I mean, so uh, the, just let me just let me ask a question real quick. It, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be a geeky thing so nope. much as nope. technology thing, just what's going on and what's making you happy kind of thing. Yep. Anything that you, you think is cool or has got you kind of jazzed? That's, we use the geek well, just because it plays into the name yeah so yeah so i've got you know got a few things you know obviously it was good holidays um i'm one of those people that that, you know 2020 was actually built for because i'm pretty happy that i don't have to be around people um you know my wife and i have been we've been doing all right um working here at the house and and you know it's been going all right for us both you know both stayed working so you know, it, it, it helped us out, but the holidays went well. It was just me and her and, and my wife, my mother come over and, uh, you know, for Christmas and for Thanksgiving. And it was just, you know, it was nice. We had, uh, got a chance to use the pellet grill and, and, um, you know, that was all real nice. The, the thing I think that really capped the holidays for me, um, my wife turned 50 this year. And she was supposed to go to Europe. Uh, obviously, that all got canceled. Um, we would have been in London and and a few other places. That was her her 50th, you know, travel vacation, you know, thing that she'd been planning for a while. And I wanted to see all these things and go to all these places. She wanted to go to Paris. And, you know, we're going to have dinner with the Eiffel Tower behind us and all this stuff. And it all got canceled. So, you know, it was nice that uh, here in the first part of December, we were able to find her uh, a new snowmobile. We snowmobile together. So mm-hmm. we both have sleds. So we sold, I sold her old one, which is actually one I rode and I handed down to her. So I sold that. And um, so we had, we had the cash for that. And I've been looking around and, and, you know, thinking about what we're going to get, whatever. And uh, we got a real good deal on a brand new uh, 2020 holdover. So still in the crate. So, you know, it's been ridden, once uh from the trailer into my garage from the garage back to the trailer and that's it um so what's really got me uh excited is for when we can first you know first time we can get out and the the snow hasn't been good it was a nice spring day here i mean it's been really that bad you know the winter has so far um so we're we're really looking forward to getting out and and uh, going for a ride and, and uh i'm looking forward to her being on a new machine that has you know, the, um, the, the, the technology they build into these things now and how they ride. Um, it's just, it's gonna be perfect for her ability level. She's been, you know, ramping up her ability level over the last few years. And I've been ramping up the, the, 
you know, the, the abilities of the machine, rebuilding the suspension, tuning it for her, things like that. So I'm really looking forward to her getting onto it. So that's, that's what's got me pretty happy right now. Awesome. Now, I haven't been on a snowmobile since I was probably 15. And what I remember wow. most about that is they seem like they break down all the time. Is that still true? <laughs> no, and thank God, because they're more, they're more high tech than most vehicles are right now. You know, fuel injected and, and, you know, computer this and, you know, sensor that and, you know, they're heavy. They're not, they're not what they were when we were kids. You know, okay. they're, they're not those machines anymore. Um, they're very reliable. Um, and they they ride. It's amazing how well they ride. You know, you can, you can be cruising along and end up in some really crap trails, you know, stutter bumps, you know, a drop off, something like that. I mean, trails get dug out, whatever. And the suspension is so good on these things and the controls are so good on these things. You just ride through it and you just keep right on going. And, um, and that's what I'm psyched for her is that it'll take that worry out of those surprises on the trails because the suspension is so much better. And the, you know, the control of the sled is so much better. The seating position. If you got on one today, you would be amazed. First of all, how ridiculously comfortable they are. But the other thing is how fast they are and how well they handle. I mean, it's, it's kind of, it's good and bad because it's also the reason why we've had three deaths so far this year, you know, this year. Really? We haven't even really had the snow. Yeah, it's already been three deaths on snowmobiles up north. So, you know, you take the good with the bad. Right. But um, let's forget about that downer there for a second and, uh, <laughs> or forever and uh, get back to why I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm looking forward to that. So she, she's yeah. happy. She, she feels like she got her, got her birthday uh, back in order. Uh, we just need to be able to get out. My God, yes. it's just got to turn into winter. Right. I don't live uh, up here because I like it up here. I live up here because I like the weather. Right. You want to be able to get out and play. Yes. Uh, there's none of that tonight. I, I, I stepped out this evening and we have a sheet of ice out there. It started sleeting tonight and it's just nastiness because I, I had marching orders. I'm yeah. supposed to be going to target to uh, pick up regular monopoly. And that's going to tie into my stuff in a little bit here, but um, r- regular monopoly. Yes. Um, <laughs> but uh, let me get my uh, geek regular up. monopoly game, just standard edition. And I, and yeah, I'll, who, I'll... Who, does, who doesn't have that in their house? Right. I have one, uh, two kinds of Monopoly right now, and one of them I just, I just got for Christmas. Um, okay, what do you, what do you have? I have Star Wars Monopoly, which is a, a classic trilogy edition that I've had forever, okay. and the kids have lost part of my pieces on. And uh, one, one of my, my, my key gifts this year for Christmas was um, the Mandalorian <gasps> special edition Monopoly with all real steel like busts for the pieces oh wow the game is so much fun um Kristen's one big complaint is the fact that they're all like pewter pieces for the four characters you can be so she says they all look the same it's hard to tell um and that's it you can there's only four characters that you can be in 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 this version of the game you can be Mando you can be Quill you can be IG-11 and, and uh, Cara Dune. Clearly, it's based off of season one. Um, yep. All of the lands 
that you can buy are, are considered hideouts that you can buy. And it's the same idea. It's standard mon- monopoly idea. Uh, the money is in Imperial credits. And that drove Kristen crazy. She kept calling them dollars. And I snapped at her and told her that if she did it again, she was getting sent to her room. Um, Cause this is what, this is what we did last night. We, we used uh, new year's Eve to be a game night for the family. First, first we, um, I'm, I'm skipping over my gotcha geeked and we're going right to the holiday stuff. Apparently <laughs> um, uh, what had me geeked is that uh, Corbs, we have our first uh, recruit for our cult, by the way. Okay. Um, we have uh, El Sedano who does the uh, resurrected and Adam, Adam Warlock and Thanos podcast. He reached out to me and said he wants in on this cult, but he doesn't <laughs> want to have to do anything. He just wants to have some of the abuse of power. <laughs> <what he> <laughs> said. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> uh, we, we had an offhand remark that kind of bloomed into something last episode, and apparently now we're starting our own cult. Uh, I think it all started because Hugh revealed that uh, he's actually like ordained. He, he, he's, yes, that was what yeah. it was. Yeah. <laughs> so we decided to build a cult around it. So that's that's <laughs> happening. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I'm going. Kevin's out. <laughs> he's disconnecting. <laughs> Oh, I'm just like, I'm kind of interested. I'm also kind of a little bit freaked out, but that's all right. (laughs) That's what, that's what we go on. Yeah, it works for us. (laughs) So I'm going to hop back to the, the Mando Monopoly from last night. Um, Like I said, you use Imperial credits instead that the idea is going around the board, buying up hideouts and um, battling Imperials. There are three Imperial tokens that are on the board that are also working their way around the board. You have your Incinerator Trooper, you have your Death Trooper, and Moff Gideon. Uh, You have to battle four of each of the Troopers, but there's only one Moff Gideon card. If you defeat him, the game's over. You win. Um, But, and you also have to care for the child. When When you cross paths with him, now you have to bring his token around with you. And it also limit. There's a special die, and it's only one, two, or three. So when you're carrying him, your movement's cut in half. No. So about two minutes into the game, at first you're jazzed because if you're watching the Mandalorian, you're like, "Oh my god, I got the child!" Well, you realize real quick that this fucker's weighing you down. Yeah. So, the only one that was still happy about it by the end of the game was Madison because she's just the sweetest thing ever. And so she's like, "Oh, I got the child." Everyone else is like, "This fucker!" Like. God. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, we ended up playing two rounds of it. The first round, Kylie destroyed everybody. Nice. She had a mound of credits. Like this kid, literally. And and she had most of the good properties just by chance because she had no idea what she was doing. Right. And she was just buying shit up and, and everyone was hitting it. There's uh, one of the red ones off of the corner of uh, free parking. If you're familiar with it, like you, yeah, yeah. you hit that corner, that's the one that everybody kept hitting, and that was hers. <laughs> and so she was just raking in the credits to the point where I was down to literally 20 credits, and I had to wheel and deal with her to get past her. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up selling her a couple of my signet cards, which are, give you special abilities. You can steal um, hideouts from other people, which I did to Kristen, and she was furious because it was basically that. Um, the, their version of boardwalk and park place i had one and i stole the other from her so i had the full set and she was really mad um but the second round i won 
Um, and, and neither one of them was I the one to kill Moff Gideon. I just, we, we won on credits. Right. Um, but that, that is a lot of fun. Some of the, the lands, the stuff they use are really cool. Like one of them is a uh, most Eisley cantina. One's the lava fields. Oh, wow. Yeah. There's uh, one, one is the, uh, the Mudhorns cave. So, okay. and it's, um, it's a really low value one, but I wanted it just cause it was a Mudhorn cave. So I didn't play very strategically. I was playing just to have a good time. But that's uh that's how, how we handled New Year's Eve last night. What did you guys do? Uh I yeah, I just went I went to, to my girlfriend's house for a while, and then I came home and, and watched New the ball drop with uh my bright my son for the first time. Nice. He stayed up until midnight last night, so that was it. But we I didn't do anything. I don't I don't do anything for New Year's. No, we usually stay home too. Where it's yeah. not. She's always talked about wanting to do one of the, the hotel things where you got to go get dressed up and do the whole thing. And I'm just like, yeah. I don't like people. <laughs> My uh, Kelly, people. Kelly was Kelly. Kelly did the same thing. She said she used to do that with a, uh, with her ex. They like five years in a row. They went to a couple different hotels, whatever, and they had a bunch of these different themes or whatever. And I'm like, yeah. I mean, it, I, the way she was explaining it, it sounded good. I mean, you, for the price, you get the hotel room. Mm-hmm. You get like a happy hour, drinks, dinner, uh, champagne toast. You get like a DJ and a band. And then in the morning you get breakfast. So it right. seems like the price works out. But like you, I, I, I don't like people that much. I mean, I'm okay with going to certain places and hanging out and stuff like that. But you put me in a room with people I, I, I don't really know. I kind of like still sit in a corner and Mope. No. no, not mope, but you know, I'll probably drink a little more than I probably should. Just call that a Saturday <laughs> night. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, and then you know, I'm the guy that, that'll fall down and you know, fall into the DJ booth or something. Scatter <laughs> records everywhere. Yeah, Do they exactly. even still use vinyl when they for DJs now, or is it all no, no. basically think, iTunes? Yeah, I think it's just I think the guy just puts on his iTunes and walks away and gets paid. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> He's just so, got to make sure it stays plugged in. That's all. Yeah, exactly. He's got to plug it in to make sure it works. He's got to make sure it stays charged for the night and, you know, come back and check it every once in a while. And he goes off and, you know, drinks and hits on chicks. Hits on chicks. Takes the free food. I, I'm exactly. starting to see a problem here. I don't know why I didn't become a DJ. Seriously. Tone deaf. That might have something to do with it. Yeah, well, you don't have to be, you don't have to be free, toned to be a free. DJ. You just got to, you know, the, put some music on and walk away. Yeah, but have you heard the playlist that I play during my parties? There, it's not really stuff that people want to hear. Well, that's true. You gotta you gotta understand the, the crowd that you're playing, right? You know, I mean, I th- right. I think for my birthday party the last time, I literally had it on repeat, and it was three Tool songs, and I just let it go for like an hour to see if anybody noticed. I don't think anybody did. The uh, one person did, but they were they were in on the joke. They thought it was pretty funny, so. Okay, so then nobody noticed that. If one person noticed and he knew about it, then it... Well, he knew about it after. He looked at me, he's like, ah, I see what you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Uh, Same with you? All tool songs sound the same. Oh, that's not nice. But you may not be wrong. (laughs) (laughs) It's something I heard. I'm sorry. Oh. Um. I can play a few of them for you and see if you can tell the difference. 
Maybe if you got an hour mm-hmm. to play two songs. That's about right. <laughs> um, so uh, what, anybody gets cool shit for Christmas? Mm-hmm. I got money. That's always cool. That's it. I got money and gift cards. That's what I mean, but that's that's what I asked for. So I guess that's cool. Kevin's got something. He's over there nodding with that smile. Yeah, yeah. Kathy somehow somehow found out uh, that there was a it's a wireless um, it's they're meat probes or temperature probes for your grill. And there's a, a controller box, you know, and then they have four probes that actually physically connect to it, but they could also connect wireless probes to it. But this box is actually on your Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, whatever. So you can just use an app on your phone to keep track of all the temperatures of all the different things that you're smoking or, or grilling, right? Mm-hmm. At, up to this point, I've only had one probe and I only have one readout. I have to go out to the grill to see it. So a friend of mine has had this, it's a ta- uh, Tappacue. Um, so it's a controller with the four probes. He's had it for a while and, you know, he's always telling me about it. And I thought, well, you know, I might, I might get that in the spring, you know, gets back to the grilling season. Well, Kathy talked to my buddy PJ and she found out about it and I got it for Christmas and it was an awesome surprise. That's awesome. awesome surprise. Yeah, nice. Yes. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to using that. That'll be fun. Yeah. You know, grills, they don't, um, they're, they're not an even temperature across the whole thing. You know, you might have a hot spot in the center, mm-hmm. might be warmer on one end than it is on the other end. So when you have different things in there, it's nice to know what the temperatures are. I mean, before, before I cooked with probes, everything I made was well done. And now that I'm using probes, I actually understand what a really good steak tastes like. Interesting. To the point where we don't even go out and order steak anymore. I mean, we, we can't. It just, it's so much better when you do it yourself. And you, when you know what the temperature is and you get it just right, it's awesome. You just can't, you can't compare anything to that. I have yet to do that because I've never heard of these probes thing before. Like I've got my, my temperature dial on it and I trust that. And apparently I shouldn't. So. Because the grill is going to be one temperature, right? So, so here's, I'll just explain to you what I found out about mine. Um, it's a pellet grill. And before that, uh, before I had that, I always had charcoal because I, I never liked the, the flavor of a propane. So what I found out with mine is that the, the temperature sensor for the grill itself, in other words, what you see on the controller, when you, when you dial up, I want 300 degrees. It uses the temperature probe on the far left-hand side of the barrel because it's a round kind of a round barrel with a big, you know, big door. Mm-hmm. The temperature probe is on the left-hand side. So it tells you what the temperature of the barrel is on the left-hand side of the barrel. In the center of the door is around the old fashioned round gauges, you know, that has, it's a, it's a coil inside of it with a probe that sticks down. And that tells you basically what the temperature is at the center of the barrel. Those coil temperature sensors really aren't that accurate. So, gotcha. You really don't really know that what it says is right, but it's always different than what it says on the left-hand side, that sensor on the left-hand side. Well, I already know that the right-hand side of the barrel is the coolest side. So depending on what I have and what I want, if I have something that takes longer, it goes in the center. If I have something that takes you know less time, it goes on one of the ends or up on a rack. And I just got to kind of guess at it. 
If it's only one thing, I can put the temperature probe in and I'm good. But when I've got, you know, you got a pork loin in there and then, but you also want to do some brats, maybe I want to do some burgers. It'd be nice to know what the temperatures are of the different things. You can pull them off at the right time. You pull them right. off, you cover them and they sit and they can, you know, stay nice and juicy and, and have their, you know, have the flavor key. And that's what this will do. You know, the different temperatures will tell you what the actual meat is doing. And you can vary the temperature of the grill based on what you're seeing in the actual meat, maybe a little bit higher, a little bit hotter temperature, a little bit cooler temperature to get to where you want to get. And the, the, the probes, they're everything. It makes it, it makes it cheating. It really does because you can't, you can't do it wrong. You know, you're going to get it the right temperature to make sure that you're not going to kill anybody. And it's the right temperature to make sure you're not going to overdo it. And it's not going to be underdone. And you, you, you can't go wrong. He doesn't have to be wireless either. You could just use, just use a regular, you know, a little temperature thing on the side that has a couple of probes to it. You just got to go out and look at it. You know, it's no mm -hmm. big deal. You walk outside, it's another reason to grab a beer. Right. I mean, that's not wrong there. <laughs> that's something I'm going to have to look into. All right. You don't, and you don't have to spend a lot of money on them. The temperature oh, probes are—you can get—you can get all different kinds. Yeah. Because usually when I take Kevin's advice, it costs me a little bit of money. <laughs> uh that goes the other way too paul as i yes. found yes it does well i'll stop right there <laughs> shall i go get what's on the kitchen table and show people what i'm talking about <laughs> no that's all right <laughs> okay, okay okay wrong show for that <laughs> okay um right. but in that in that same vein um i i, I was gifted socks this this goes back to a discussion we were having about how socks are important yeah. for christmas at our age but um these socks were something special um kristen had the initiative to make custom socks for me um and knowing i'm a big fan of the mandalorian they are um tangentially um mandalorian themed um they, they're they're green socks and um written on them it says man dad elorian um i i brought them tonight because i wanted you guys to be able to see them let's hope i do this right let's 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 put this up in the in the screen right there for you where is it sticking oh, yeah. i have to go okay can, can you guys you yeah do you, do you see what who's that the, picture is who's the weirdo on the picture that, that that would be me uh the day that i i i had my freak out and uh and, and shaved my, my beard off and just left my mustache. Um, <laughs> that's, and, and these pictures will go up with the show. Um, so the man, Dadalorian, um, she thought this was the funniest fucking thing. I'm hoping you guys can still hear me because I was leaning off to the side. Um, yep, no, it's good. There we go. Um, so yeah, I have my man, Dadalorian socks with, with my stupid face on it. And this, I, I've learned my lesson to never send funny pictures to Kristen again. Cause it comes back to bite me in the ass. Um, now I have to stare at that. I look like a serial killer in that picture. You do. That's yeah. But um, the, these are, are, are nice socks. So I'm wearing them to work the next time I come to the office. This, this is what, oh I, I, yes, I, yes, that, that it has to be done. Um, 
but I think it's just about time to go to break. Uh, when we come back, Corbs, you ready to do your uh, classic movie review? Yeah, why not? All right. So uh, we'll be back in just a minute, guys, and uh, stay tuned. The fourth annual Sci-Fi Horror Fest returns in 2021 with an all-new location. This family-friendly event will have new celebrity guests, new activities and attractions, as well as a diverse selection of vendors, ranging from horror and sci-fi merchandise, artists and authors, tattoo artists, podcasts, as well as unique vendors like breweries and wineries. Sci-Fi Horror Fest will be held on August 27th and 28th at the Vernon Downs Casino and Hotel in Vernon, New York. Guest announcements will begin after the new year. For all up-to-date information, including tickets, vendor space, and sponsorship packages, go to www.sci-fi-horrorfest.com. Please note, dates of event are subject to change due to any lasting issues due to COVID-19. I'm Al Sedano, host of Resurrections and Adam Warlock and Thanos Podcast. We were on a bit of a hiatus earlier this year, although we still did put out one episode each month. But we will be back this May as we finish up Adam and Thanos' appearances in the 70s, as well as Infinity Wars and the Infinity Entity miniseries. Join us every other Sunday. Just type in Adam Warlock or Thanos into your favorite podcatcher and we will pop up. Or go to Resurrections Adam Warlock tumblr.com all right and welcome back so we're gonna go right into the classic movie review i feel like you should have theme music for me to edit, edit this in especially when it comes right out of a break we c- i could totally do that if i was more ambitious but you're not so we'll, we'll, we won't go there <laughs> you should take you weeks to put these up right now you're getting better now it's, you know it's a couple of days right don't fuck it up is what you're telling me we <laughs> yeah, got a right. good thing going don't let's, fuck it up let's yeah let's let's keep it basic let's not yeah, add music and shit like that <laughs> you know i'm hearing that out of you guys a lot you know we were at the beer fest he says don't fuck this up for me now you're telling me not to fuck it up by adding music in there's a theme here that's what I'm let's, let's 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 get it to a point where we're doing it every week and you're getting it out in a reasonable time and then we can start adding more stuff on your plate then we start getting flashy that we're saying (laughs) we gotta get a we gotta get a a base for the the people coming to us you know listening to the podcast and then we can start adding maybe draw more people in you know because you know we 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 get like this you know we do a few we do a few we get into it and the next thing something happens and we don't record for six months the world shuts (laughs) down a year (laughs) the world shuts down take a year off you know you know, I mean, you you and I started this what four, five years ago, more than that now. Twenty fourteen. Was it twenty fourth? So we, we're gonna we're this summer will be seven years. Yeah, and we, we haven't still, even broken a hundred episodes yet. That's how good our track record is. No, this is what episode eighty six. What was the episode that we did at, at your dad's house when we were all sitting on the table there? 50 <laughs> was that 50 yes it was is that 50 with with freaking uh was who was it me you me you who Hugh wiggins was there yeah basically all just about everybody that had been on before we invited back that uh the other andrew was there wasn't he the bald guy i think so yeah the really awkward guy laura was there yep 
And then we had a bunch of people um, send in recorded congratulations for us that were in on there. Yeah, I think Jack was, wasn't Jack there too? Jack might have been, yes, because I think we had to separate him and Andrew because I think that's when Andrew was bullying him. That, 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 that stopped? Well, when I stopped having Andrew on, yeah, that stopped. <laughs> but, but Jack got bullied all the time. He, he had bullied. it coming, yes. It's, that was his, yeah, he was a punching bag. He really was. Nice, nice, nice kid, though. But. Very nice kid. Yeah. Too bad your sports show never got off the, the ground. Yeah, we'll, we won't go there with him. <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of Wiggins, how about, the, how about them Bills? How about them Bills? Wow. Yeah. yeah. So I remember, remember all through school, he's like, oh, this is the year. This is the year. Yeah. <laughs> and they finished like 4-12. and 12. Every year, yeah. <laughs> and this year, they, they win the division. Good for them. Good for them. You know? Fucking Bills. Sorry. Yeah, seriously. All right, I digress. Let's uh, let's get yeah. into the review. So yeah. this week, this week, uh, I decided I'm going to review a classic. Yes, I was going to say this puts the classic in classic yeah. movie reviews. Now, before I was doing like bad '80s movies, we were talking about that. I was doing some bad mm-hmm. ones. This one is a good '80s movie, and if anybody says they haven't seen it, then they need to leave. Um, so we're doing. I'm doing Ghostbusters. Um, OG Ghostbusters. OG's original Ghostbusters. 1984, June 8th, 1984, and I know that because I have the. uh, He he does his review, and then I I go back and get Roger Ebert's review, just so we get the dichotomy, Kev. Just so you know. I mean, the 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 whole thing of it is is it's a great movie, classic. um, Spawned two two sequels. They did a remake. With an all-female cast, they are making a fourth one that's coming out this year, hopefully, if we can get to the movie theaters. And then um, uh, video uh, animation, video games. Video yeah, games oh, I video forgot video about the cartoon games. series. Yes, yeah, cartoon series and all that stuff. So um, the graphics in it for between now and then, now it would be it would be considered poor, but back then it was really cool. You know, Slimer, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, all great at the time were fantastic um, movie animations, I thought. Oh, my God, yes. I remember, like, as a kid, that yeah, was... seeing Slimer for the first time. Yeah. Going, oh, my God, you know, how do they do stuff like that? Now, that, that would be... That's normal stuff now. You know, having, you know, all that, all that animation stuff in there and whatnot. Now they make movies that are basically just strictly animation. Mm-hmm. But you're talking about having actors. I mean, you, you got Bill Murray, who is a, is, who's cl- is a classic. He's a classic actor. He's hysterical in that movie. Uh, Dan Aykroyd, another ex- outstanding actor, uh, very funny. Um, he wrote the he wrote it, which uh, for a while I didn't know. And then Harold Ramis, they they co-wrote it together, and they co-wrote it. Um, Dan Aykroyd started out writing it, and then he pitched it to Ivan Reitman, who's the um, the director. And he's like, well, you know, it, and the reason I this is I was watching on uh, TV the other day, they had a behind the scenes of Ghostbusters. So I got, I got a lot of in, inside information um, about it. The movie originally was nothing like it is in the movie. It was completely different. It had like inter, inter, um, intergalactic travel. Really? 
yeah. And I thought to myself, you know, that might have been pretty cool to see some of that stuff. But they brought Harold Ramis in and, and they rewrote it and wrote it to what they have now. And they, the two of them signed on, Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis signed on right away to do it. Bill Murray took a while to sign on to it. Which, which I is funny I, because he was the last one to sign on for the upcoming one too. Yes. So well, except but, for Harold Ramis, obviously. Well, yeah, he can't sign on. No. Rest in peace, my friend. So, um, great movie, great, uh, great graphics, funny movie. Um, for the time, you know, some of the you you still quote some of the movies now that movie now. Mm-hmm. And stuff. I mean, I find myself saying stuff on there, quoting stuff on there, you know. And it's a movie that no matter when it's on, and I and I found this odd that it's true. It's a stop and watch movie. Mm-hmm. If you're flipping through the channels and you see that it's on, you will stop and watch it. You may not watch the whole thing. No. Yeah, it stays on for a little bit. Yep. Yeah, you'll turn it off for a little bit, or you'll see that it's on, and you'll be like, oh, it's almost to that part. So I'm going to come back in five minutes and watch, you know, the part, like watch the Stay Puff Marshmallow part. <laughs> yes. Something to that effect, you know? And I thought to myself when, when I heard that, when I was watching that behind the scenes thing, I thought to myself, he's not wrong. No matter when it's on, you'll stop and watch it. You may not watch, like, you may not watch the whole thing. You may watch, watch a half an hour. You, and then sometimes you might have watched the whole thing and you don't even realize it. Mm hmm. So to me, that's a sign of that's a sign of a, a, a classic movie. Without a that doubt, that, and you can watch it now, and it's still funny now. You still laugh at the same parts. You still laugh at the same jokes. You know, it to me, it's a movie that stands the test of time. And you know, I didn't see the remake with the females in it. Me either. Um, but I heard it was pretty good. You know, it didn't get it didn't get the. I guess the kudos from the, the population, the the Ghostbusters, they have like, I didn't realize they have conventions about this. They got guys that dress up and they got the suits and the proton packs and the go and they. Yeah. We have a chapter here, do. here in Syracuse. They do. We ran into them uh, last, last <laughs> Halloween. Not this one, obviously, because you can run into anybody this Halloween, but uh, we went to a trunk or treat with the kids out at, um, one of the dealerships on 31 and they okay. were one of the, the, one of the trunks trunks set up. They had their, excuse me, their little version of the Ecto one with two of the guys in the full suits and the packs and everything. And then, you know, I mean, I, I may have asked about what it would take to join. I can see that because I, I can't cosplay as a superhero. I don't have a superhero physique, but I could totally be a ghostbuster. Just saying. Yep. You could, I mean, you, you could be Sandman. I am lumpy, so yeah, that that might work. I'm just saying, <laughs> or the thing, very lumpy. Yeah, but yeah. the thing. A couple of years, I probably there, will look more like the thing. So, isn't there an Ecto one around? One or two of them around Syracuse somewhere? Mm-hmm. I mean, a, a fairly realistic. Yeah, I've seen at least one of them. Yeah, it was at um, Syracuse, New York Comic Con, year two. So we're talking 2018, 2017. I remember it. Yeah. Yeah. It had the whole, had the whole siren, the whole bit. Mm-hmm. Someone recorded it. Just yeah. it randomly drove through Township Five one day. It wasn't even near Halloween. Just the, the guy that owns it brought it out and just drove it around just, just to fuck off. So yeah, I'd drive that thing every freaking day if I had it. I, I, yeah. A lot of room to stash figures in the back. 
figures or bottles? What? I mean, what? <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Don't go there. <laughs> so but now, the, wait a minute. Now, the one thing you haven't mentioned, the one thing you haven't mentioned is that, you know, it had absolutely the best female actress in that movie of all time. Annie Potts? Annie Potts. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. Annie freaking Potts. I mean, but just think about the love me some were, Annie Potts. Think about the people that were in there. Bill Murray, Harold Ramis, Danny Aykroyd, Annie Potts, Rick Moranis, Ernie Hudson, Sigourney Weaver. I mean Which is who he was really talking about. Sigourney oh, Weaver, yeah. yes. But <laughs> in I mean, case that no. wasn't obvious. I was talking about Annie Potts. Are you serious? I was talking about Annie Potts. I I freaking love her. I know. She's great. She's a great comedian. But I I was being a smart ass because I thought you were going Sigourney Weaver on that. Sorry. (laughs) No, I'm not a big fan. I'm not a big fan of Sigourney Weaver. Really, I'm not. I mean, I I like aliens. I like the whole backstory about it. You know, I like her from that. But no, Annie Potts, man. She's she's, uh, funny. Very funny lady. mm. Yeah. And she's great Uh, in that, too. I mean, it's just... you gotta think for redheads yes so that's it you know it's it's to me great movie um again stop and watch it whenever it's on matter of fact i was talking to you the other day about it when i was trying to figure out which movie i was going to do i was deciding between two i went with that one but i was watching it that day and that's why i decided to do it because i was like you know what this movie whenever this movie's on i I gotta watch time yeah always a good time i watched the second one right after it so which you know I love it when they do that. It's, that's not a bad movie either. No, no, I like too. I like yeah. it a lot. I, I quote that one all the time. Mm-hmm. I love that one. I love when, he, I love when uh, Peter Nichols, the guy, <laughs> goes, this, yes. he's Vigal. <laughs> I do that all the time. I used to do it. To my, I do it. I'll do it every once in a while. I'll, I'll text it to my ex, just out of the random blue. I'm like, but he's Vigal. <laughs> you know, they just put out this last year um like a collector series of figures of the, the original ghostbusters i did not like legit like looks like the actor sculpts like all real deal the six inch like everything else is right now and they didn't sell and i think it's because the sequel didn't come out when it was supposed to right they're, yeah, they the just, supposed- they're rotting on the shelves yeah yeah the sequel was supposed to come out over the summer mm-hmm yeah, so. and then Walmart just uh, re-released. They did re- repros of the the cartoon line. I saw them the other day at Walmart. Okay, so that, I thought that was pretty neat. But yeah. the kids have no interest. They don't know what Ghostbusters is yet. No, my son doesn't. My son doesn't really either. He's seen a little bit of it. He loves the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Yes. Oh my god, he loves is, it. Such a great part. It is. Um. So, what would you give it, stars wise? No, I'm giving it. Out of five? Yes. Seven. Perfect. <laughs> Did you need to take the reme- remedial math at ITT or? <laughs> I took it a couple times. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, Roger Ebert disagrees with you. Of course he does. He, everybody does. <laughs> he says it's a three and a half star movie. Yeah, well. Still not a bad rating. And, and this, this was published on June 8th, 1984. Same as the release date of the movie. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead here, and it's it's a it's oh, it's not as long. long as I thought it was. <laughs> uh, but just bear with me. Ghostbusters in quote marks, by the way, 
is a head-on collision between two comic approaches that have rarely worked together very successfully. This time, they do. It's, one, a special effects blockbuster, and two, a sly dialogue movie in which everybody talks to each other like smart graduate students who are in on the joke. In the movie's climactic scenes, an apocalyptic psychic mind quake is rocking Manhattan and the experts talk like Bob and Ray. Not quite sure what he means there. but Yeah, me either. This movie is an exception to the general rule that big special effects can wreck a comedy. Special effects require painstaking detail work. Comedy retires spontaneity and improvisation, or at least that's what it should feel like, no matter how much work has gone into it. In movies like Steven Spielberg's 1941, the awesome scale of the special effects dominated everything else. We couldn't laugh because we were holding our breath. Not this time. Ghostbusters has a lot of neat effects, some of them mind-boggling, others just quick little throwaways as when a transparent green slime monster gobbles up a mouthful of hot dogs. No matter what effects are being used, they're placed at the service of the actors instead of feeling as if the characters have been carefully posed in front of special effects. We feel they're winging this adventure as they go along. The movie stars Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, and Harold Ramis, three graduates of the Second City National Lampoon's Saturday Night Live tradition. They're funny, but they're not afraid to reveal that they're also quick-witted and intelligent. Their dialogue puts nice little spins on American cliches, and it uses understatement, irony, in-jokes, vast cynicism, and cheerful goofiness. Rarely has a movie this expensive provided so many quotable lines. Look at you're pretty on the nose with us so far. Yeah. The plot, such as it is, involves an epidemic of psychic nuances, reports in Manhattan, <clears throat> Manhattan period, sorry, Murray, Ramis, and Aykroyd defract parapsychologists whose university experiments have been exposed as pure boondoggle. That's a word you don't get a lot anymore. Nope. I'm bringing that one back. I'm taking it. <laughs> Create a company named Ghostbusters and offered his speed to the rescue like a supernatural version of the Orkin Man. <laughs> Business is bad until Sigourney Weaver notices that the eggs in her kitchen are frying themselves. Her next-door neighbor, Rick Moranis, notices horrifying monsters in the apartment hallway. They both apparently live in a building that serves as a conduit to the next world. The Ghostbusters ride to the rescue, armed with nuclear-powered backpacks. There's a lot of talk about arcane details of psychic lore, most of which the Ghostbusters are inventing on the spot, and then an earth-shaking showdown between good and evil during which Manhattan is menaced by a monster that is 20 stories high and about which I cannot say one more word without spoiling the movie's best visual moment. (laughs) Ghostbusters is one of those rare movies where the original, fragile comic vision has survived a multi-million dollar production. It is not a complete vindication for big-budget comedies, since it's still true as a general rule that the more you spend, the fewer laughs you get. But, It uses its money wisely, and when that monster marches down a Manhattan Avenue and climbs the side of a skyscraper, we're glad they spent the money for the special effects because it gets one of the biggest laughs in a long time. Yep. Well, it sounds like he liked it. Yeah, but then he only gives it a three and a half, which I guess is the middle of the road. Yeah. That's um, Roger Ebert, though. I mean, from what I can remember, when watching and listening to some of his reviews he very rarely like like five-star movies like comedies 
Right. I mean, yeah, no. some movies I know he liked. I mean, gave him five stars and whatnot. But there was very, very rarely did he ever say a comedy was like, God, I got to go see this movie. It's going to be, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, no, be all. He always, he always bagged on, he always bagged on comedies. He bagged on action movies. Right. Because they were so, too lowbrow for him, I think. Right. He was that kind of guy. Yeah. So there it is. Your, your seven star review and his three and a half. So. Ten and a half stars. Ten and a half? Oh, no, it just Dang. went up again. Jesus. <laughs> well, it averages out to about around five. So that's about, that's good. Uh, yeah, it five works. Plus. That's perfect. I'll so. take it. And now you're a Ghostbusters fan, I, I assume, as well, Kevin? Oh, yeah. God, I love those movies. Those were great. I love those movies. I and I am looking one. forward to the new one um, to see what they do. I, actually, I am too. I mean, I am too. I'm looking forward to seeing the new one when it comes out. Whenever that may be at this point. Seriously. Because we have our whole new um, way of movies coming out. And this uh, this feeds right into the next thing I wanted to talk about. Um, Christmas Day. Um, big anticipated movie came out supposedly in theaters, I hear. As well as on uh, HBO Max streaming. First time ever we've had a same day release, I believe, right? Yes. Very first one that did it. Yes, and I know at least and Kevin has also watched this movie. Uh, I don't know if you have. We're talking about Wonder Woman 84. I have not seen it, but that doesn't bother me. You guys can talk about it. Okay, now so, now Kevin was texting me throughout, uh, and it sounds like he mm-hmm. kind of felt the same way I did about it. Uh, now, mm-hmm. I, was, I, I got a two-week free trial of HBO Max when I purchased something for Kristen through Best Buy and it worked out perfectly because Madison is a huge Wonder Woman fan loved the first movie has been anticipating this one so this worked out perfect there was like an extra Christmas present for Madison because we watched it Christmas evening um, I'll preface it with saying she loved the movie all three of the girls in the house loved the movie how did the actual comic book person liked the movie it was okay at best okay um, let me ask, let me ask you this question you watched it at home do you think it would have been better on the big screen everything's better on the big screen if you ask me but it wouldn't have made the movie any better okay because when even a disappointing movie on the big screen is still really disappointing okay i just um, i just was wondering because oh no no, no it's just, fair question some movies you can see on the big screen and they don't translate to the small screen. My go-to movie with that is Independence Day. Yeah, that's definitely yeah. a watch it on the big screen movie. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Welcome but to it, Earth. Yes. Right. You know these the, the White House blowing God, up. That's a really good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that's what that, that's the reason why I was asking. Some movies you can see on the small screen and it, and it translates. Some movies you have to see on the big screen. You're not so, wrong. You're yeah. not wrong. So this is not one of those movies. Okay, that's why I was wondering. That's why I was wondering. I was figuring maybe if you'd seen it on the big screen, maybe it might have come off a little bit better. It may have. So I read, let me just throw something in here real quick. Go ahead. I had read and I've heard several reviews about the movie and they, they really, they put into words what I was thinking at the time. There was a, 
three different storylines that they were trying to munge together mm-hmm. all at the same time. And it made the movie very long. Yes. Um, I'm never, I'm not opposed to that. I, I, that doesn't bother me. The length of the movie doesn't bother me. The fact that they didn't really have a concentration on a single, you know, a single story that I guess that's what kind of, put me into a it's an okay movie category versus that it's an awesome movie i love the first movie yes um i i have actually suggested that the original wonder woman movie to a few friends of mine that wouldn't watch a comic book movie if you paid them i know one person she's a teacher uh, used to work um with uh she bought it and took it home showed it to her daughter's and uh, she, you know, she texted me that night and she's like, this is awesome. This is, this is a great movie. She goes, I'm really happy that I watched it. And, you know, thank you for suggesting it, you know, but what really struck me, and I think I said this to you, Paul, what really struck me about the movie. And I mean, I guess this is what always happens with actors. The two main actors, I guess you could probably say all three of the main actors in this movie up until very recently were all walk-on extras. Mm -hmm. They were people that you saw, you know, in a lot of places, but you weren't really, you didn't know who they were. They weren't stars. They were ensemble actors. Yeah. Yeah. You you gotta go back and you gotta watch the movies that they were in. You got, Oh my God, there's Pedro Pascal. Oh my God. There's Gal Gadot. Yep. They've been in so much. They've been around for so long, but you had no idea who they were. And here they are now. They're you know they're the A plus you know stars fighting for the top building in in this movie. And I thought that was great because I I love even Kristen Wiig. I I liked her a lot. Um, I think I think her character. I don't think they developed it as well as they could. Um, But I. You know, I love I love Wonder Woman. I, I love the story. It's the best thing DC's got going. And good for them for not making another dark DC movie. I'm so over their, you know, overemphasis on you know dark the, and brooding. The, the, yeah. It's just everything on. was. Oh, but the Wonder Woman is not. And no. And I'm not going to ruin it for anybody in case anybody hasn't seen it, but they did some fan service in this movie mm-hmm. that when I saw it, and Kathy will tell you, my, my wife will tell you, when I saw it, I felt like I felt like it was, you know, 12 years old again. I'm like, oh my God, that's freaking awesome. Are you freaking kidding me? She just did what? Yes. And I think you, yeah. Yeah, yep. you know what I mean, Paul. I'm, I'm pretty I, sure I'm I know what like, you're talking about, yeah. Let, I'll just I'm say, like, uh, like, there it is with the fireworks. There it is. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. The only way that I could I could throw it out there without ruining anything is that's the, that's the only way I could say it. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah no, that, that was cool. It, and and yeah. again, the only I really like way they could do it. Once you see it, Corey, I, you'll I did like it. Okay. Yeah. I, I did like the movie, but I like it from the I like it from the from the seat of a comic book nerd, you know, mm-hmm. a comic book junkie. 
and a fan of the main actors, you know, two of the main actors. Um, uh, You know, I like it from that aspect. I like it from the fact that I liked the first movie. You know, it had some flaws, maybe. It had some corniness to it, but they're also saying that a lot of that was attributed to the time period. That they're saying, and that, and the the quality of the special effects, they're also saying was intentional, seeing as this is supposed to be during the eighties. Now, and I I will say at the uh, the credits, did you pay attention during the credits themselves? And they had all the uh, the blips and and skips and stuff in them, like it was a VHS tape. Like as the credits oh, God, are rolling, no, you get I didn't the, catch the, the little oh, blips and, and imperfections, and and I, that made me giggle. And watch through the credits because there is an after credit scene that makes the whole movie worthwhile. That yeah. was just one of the coolest things, and a really nice salute to the past. And again, I don't want to give too much away because it has the movie's been out oh, for a week. So that that stinger. Stinger probably made the movie for me. Yes, it really did. It it turned me from eh, it's okay to oh my god, that's yep. awesome. Yeah, <clears throat> and now I liked Pedro Pascal in it because I like him as an actor, but that whole role I thought the whole time Nathan Fillion should be playing that. Oh wow, he the green, he was the Green Lantern. No, no. Well, he was the voice of Green Lantern once. <laughs> no, you you realize he was supposed to be the Green Lantern. Yeah, I remember they had talked Reynolds. about that. Yeah, not Ryan and Reynolds. I don't think anything was going to save that movie, but that would have been good. No, I could have no. seen him as as Hale Jordan as well. Yeah, that's why I, I said that. Topic for another day. Yeah. But I kind of like Green Lantern. It's all so. right, but with me being a huge Green Lantern fan, that was a swift kick in the nuts for me. Oh. So you're, well, you're that's your problem fan? because Green Lantern wasn't really, yeah. Oh, I've got some trades that I you need to read then because when Jeff Johns was writing it, oh my god, that was a phenomenal book. Um, funny story that I think I've told you before, Corbs, and it makes me sound like an awful, horrible person. Um, I went opening night to see Green Lantern. We were, we were in New Hampshire for my wife's um, yeah, I remember grandmother's this. funeral. <laughs> I, I went to the movies <laughs> at midnight to go see that. <laughs> You're a horrible person. I had permission. The only thing that had to be done, because Madison was an infant at the time, uh, was that she had to go down for bed, and we had to get her down for uh, to go to bed in the hotel before we left. Um, this is a longer story, though. Um, you left her alone by herself? With, with Kristen. No, Kristen didn't go to the movie. She wanted no part of that. You went by yourself? I went with a bunch of Kristen's cousins. <laughs> we all bounced. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, some of them still hate me to this day because that was so bad. Um, and we saw it in 3D. It was the first 3D you. movie I saw. <clears throat> oh god! <laughs> yeah. So, and most of the 3D was talking heads. Like the, they they did a lot of the 3D for the the the, just the dialogue scenes. Not not good. <laughs> but yeah. So I can't deny I'm kind of an awful person with that one. That's it's also one of my favorite stories. <laughs> um, so yeah, Kevin, Nathan I'm, Fillion for that role, I, right? I could I could see that. I could see really. 
I, I thought it was cool, you know, uh, Pascal showing some of his some of his breadth, you know, some of he could actually do something a little bit different. Um, because he's I mean before Mandalorian, he was a lot of times he's a bad guy, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. Um I don't want to. I don't want to ruin some of the movies he's been in for some folks. If you haven't seen him, because he hasn't really. I mean, some of the stuff, you know, you might have just kind of passed by. But I was surprised. One of the ones I caught recently that he was in, um, and he turned out to be a bad guy. I caught it pretty early on, kind of figured it out. But um, he does a good job with it. You know, he does a good job with that. Um, and this one, he's kind of he's out there. You know, mm-hmm. it's just not a role that I've seen him fill before. No, and, and what's he, cool is I that he got a. He got a chance to really chew the scenery. Like he got to be over the top and it was awesome. And again, like me, I'm really, really was. Yeah. I'm mostly familiar with him from Mandalorian. And so this was a Mm. huge difference than what you normally see, like completely other end of the spectrum. My favorite thing is do the thing. Yeah. You really got to (laughs) seek, seek out some of his older stuff, you know, some of the stuff he's been in and you really see who, who he was the kind of roles he's been playing a lot of times it's, you know, law enforcement or military or paramilitary, um, you know, uh, CIA operative kind of stuff. Trying to think what are the other roles guy who Um, refuses to wear a helmet. I could look, I'm going to say this, you know, Mandalorian is the only time he's ever worn a helmet. um, And I I can recall, (laughs) (laughs) um, But uh, you know when they when they picked him for that role, I was like, mm, okay, whatever. I guess they just wanted somebody they didn't have to pay a lot of money to. Right, that's all I could figure. Yeah, now look at it, whole different story. Mm-hmm. Now they got to worry about his back problems. I guess. Yeah. Wow, I was just gonna go there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry to me to ruin it for you. That's all right. <laughs> that happens a lot too. I get my punchline stolen from me. <laughs> um, so I'm assuming you watched on HBO Max as well. You obviously didn't go to the yeah. theater. Um, do you have an HBO no, Max subscription, no. or are you doing like a free trial as well? So we normally pick up HBO uh, through the winter. Um, we did last year, so we could. Uh, you know, burn through Game of Thrones and some other stuff. Um, then I dropped it because their content got kind of kind of Yeah. So we, I had I had planned on picking it back up, but you know, Wonder Woman was a good reason to grab back into it. Nice. Now, have you checked out any of the other DC stuff on HBO Max? Because I've been looking at that stuff lately. I will be. We just started into Titans, and if mm. you haven't seen that yet, oh my god, that is a whole different kind of DC show, and it's going right back to the dark and brooding but for this show it works it really works i don't i don't want to give too much away if you're going to check it out because it's really good i think we're three titans, or four episodes in yeah. yeah it's titans and watchmen is on there yes and um what else um doom patrol i think doom patrol okay yeah and then a lot of the older movies Isn't, wasn't doom patrol a cartoon about a dog i don't know this is something else. I don't know. You must be. That's Paw Patrol. That's there. You go. That's that's. The, <laughs> oh, that's. <laughs> I knew my cousin's kid had something like that. I don't know what the hell it was. That's a whole different <laughs> thing, right there. As I understand it, um, Doom Patrol is way the fuck out there. Like 
Really? Way Patrol. Way Patrol. That's one of the episodes is called oh. Sex Patrol, just so you know. Oh, good. Good, yeah. good. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Um, <clears throat> so I, I guess some of the stuff has gone away now. Like the Michael Keaton Batman movies are off of HBO Max already. Uh, some of the animated series are supposed to be showing up in January. Batman Beyond, Batman the Animated Series from the early 90s. Um, so I have to check it out fast because um, I have six days left on my free trial. So mm, good luck. <laughs> right. I got to I gotta get all that out of the way. They're having a really good deal right now. If you buy it for six months, if you pay in advance, you can get it for significantly less than 15 bucks a month. I may have to look at that then like because there is good content. So yeah, I'll have to look into that. Uh, the only other streaming thing I wanted to talk about um, before we head into our second break. Um, have you guys heard of Tubi? T-U-B-I? I've heard it. I've seen commercials for it. I have. Why? Why have I heard of it? It's a completely free app for streaming. And there is a ton of shit on there. Okay. Um, what I found on there was the old G.I. Joe cartoons um and no. the highlander tv series i was starting to rewatch through that so i added it to my uh what's that look for you don't like highlander that's, no, that's awesome i love i love highlander. oh my god i loved all that except the last movie the last movie sucked but that typically happens when you're about five movies in so um but I, I found it right on uh, the TV. We have a, a Vizio, so we don't get a lot of the really cool apps. Like Disney Plus still isn't on my Vizio. But uh, this was on there. And so, again, Christmas Whoa. night. What? Whoa. You don't yeah. have Roku? I have uh, Firestick. That's Whoa. what we use it for. Well, we we do Disney Plus and all that on the Firestick. Did I? Yeah, do all that on the Firestick. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe you got to be able to get Tubi that. on the Fire Stick. What? Tubi's in the Fire Stick. Yeah. Now that I think about yeah, it, I was go. wrong. Not on the TV. So you're saying this is a free? It was a free download app and all the content is free. There's look, a, like, look. yeah, look it up because there's a lot of cool stuff on there and they have different categories like that you can just like kids, Dude. cartoons, action movies, horror movies. Yeah. It's all free, but there's going to be a lot of bloat in there too. There's going to be a lot of stuff that you've never heard of because they have to backload it with something to have a ton of content. But I mean, just in the the cartoon section, there was the original Transformers cartoons from the 80s. Like I said, GI Joe, mm -hmm. uh Cops, do you remember the Cops cartoon? Not like Bad Boys, Bad Boys, but same era of like GI Joe and all that stuff. Hmm. I don't know. Um, that. Another one you want to pick up is uh, Pluto, Pluto TV. I, I saw that app as well. Is that the same idea? It's all free, yep. Nice. And decent content? A lot of channels. Hundreds, hundreds of channels. There's got to be at least one on there that you'd watch. I would assume. Especially if it was 80s cartoons. That's that You hooked me in right there. Available on all favorite devices. Amazon Fire TV is the very first one listed. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. I'm looking, I got it up right now. I'm looking at it too. Nice. So, yeah. There, Tubi, I, I, I know I've heard of Tubi. Mm -hmm. 
I had heard of it before in some of the groups I'm on on Facebook where they're they're referencing saying, yeah, go check it out. Like all this old stuff's on there. And I just, until Christmas night, I didn't really have any urge to do anything, but that's about. Have um, you looked at the Tubi um, webpage right on the very front page? There's a really cute redhead right on the, on their website. She oh, is. Wow. Perfect. Look at you're both on the website. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, I'm I mean, just saying it's works. almost like they planned it for you, Paul. See, perfect. All right. <laughs> Let's go to break and we'll come back and we'll wrap this show up. How does that sound? Sounds good. All okay. Right. Stick All with right. us, guys. The fourth annual Sci-Fi Horror Fest returns in 2021 with an all-new location. This family-friendly event will have new celebrity guests, new activities and attractions, as well as a diverse selection of vendors, ranging from horror and sci-fi merchandise, artists and authors, tattoo artists, podcasts, as well as unique vendors like breweries and wineries. Sci-Fi Horror Fest will be held on August 27th and 28th at the Vernon Downs Casino and Hotel in Vernon, New York. Guest announcements will begin after the new year. For all up-to-date information, including tickets, vendor space, and sponsorship packages, go to www.sci-fi-horrorfest.com. Please note, dates of event are subject to change due to any lasting issues due to COVID-19. And we're back. And uh, just coming out of that ad for um, the Sci-Fi Horror Fest coming up in August, I guess they are going to announce their first guest, August sixteenth. They're going to yeah, do a saw, live stream. Yes. I saw that you saw that you uh, posted it on Facebook. That'd be that's pretty cool. I wonder who are they going to do something like every month? Or are they going to kind of do it sporadically? Um, I, I'm thinking it's probably going to be sporadic. Just whether whatever she decides on, um, she's got this down to a pat. She's she's. She knows what she's doing. She's playing with us is what she's doing. Right. right. And you said that she already knows the guests that are going to be there. They're all locked okay. in already. It's okay, good so to she, go. She yeah. Can do whatever she, she can just do whatever she wants. She could list them all there on the 16th and then be done with it. Or she yeah. drop little nuggets throughout the, throughout the year or whatever. Yeah. I'll bet you that's what she'll do is to keep building anticipation. Right. But it sounds do like we're going to have a lot of fun at that show. Excuse me. Do you have any idea? Did she let you know in any, nope. in any of it? I tried. Nope. Nope. She, she wouldn't give me anything. Okay. She, uh, basically all I got was shut the fuck up, Paul. No, I'm just kidding. I, that I was your wife I saying can't. that, wasn't it? I, generally. Yeah. I get that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, we're going to do an abbreviated geek pod book club tonight because Hugh's not here to read comic books with me. Uh, so I did finally finish reading the sequel to one of my recommendations from a few weeks back. That was Batman, the white Knight. This is Batman Curse of the White Knight, the sequel that um, um, introduces Azrael into the mythos for this Elseworld title, and it gets crazy fast. It's just as good as the first. A um, lot of really cool stuff happens. You see twists on some more of the characters, and you see some fucked up shit happen. Stuff that Because this is a DC black label book, so they can swear, which they do a lot. There's graphic brutality um really good and i just discovered after finishing this thinking i was done there was a few one-off books that i have to read now that that highlights some of the other characters in it like um harley quinn is a, a a huge player in these two uh limited series and 
we get a one-off of hers too to see what happens after the end of this because the way they end it um very different and again this is an old book this was out three or four years ago i'm really just slow on the uptake on these and um so i'm just saying it's probably okay to spoil it but i know kevin you were kind of interested in them so i don't want to ruin the ending for you it's an ending you don't really see coming it was really really cool if you guys get a chance check it out go to your local comic shop find it digitally online legally don't don't pirate stuff guys come on give these guys uh the the money they're due for creating this stuff uh but please go check it out it was really really cool and uh tweet us go on facebook let us know what you thought of it if you've read it corpse what <laughs> i knew that was coming <laughs> <laughs> um so i'm just uh, hugh, usually, hugh usually does the news so uh i'm just gonna kind of bring something up you and i kind of talked about it off camera here uh, Ray, Ray Fisher, the guy who played Cyborg in the Justice League movies. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he is not going to be coming back. He's not going to come back in the, the next Justice League, or he's not going to do anything with um, the upcoming Flash spinoff movie. Which apparently, they're saying there's a lot of them that are coming back for the Flash movie. Yeah, yeah. but apparently he's, he's not one of them. Apparently, according to Fisher's camp, I don't know if it's actually Fisher himself, but he uh, has basically said that Josh Whedon onset treatment of the cast was gross, abusive, and unprofessional. Wow. And he's not the only one that said it. I was kind of reading this article because it's kind of something that we just, like I said, kind of talked about it. He asked um, the guy who runs DC right now, who has it, his name is uh, Walter, and forgive me if I pronounced his last name wrong. Hamada, H-A-M-A-D-A. Sounds right. Hamada. Um, he, at the time, was not the head of um, whoever they, they go through. Um, Warner Media? Was, Warner. He was actually part of New Line. Oh, okay. And he's now the head of Warner Media. And he asked if they would kind of do an investigation into some of the stuff that was going on on set and he's not the only one that's request requested at the time i just was i was reading this article apparently jason moa had some issues too really yeah he kind of backed fisher um it doesn't say whether or not he's not going to be coming back i would hope to god he comes back for the aquaman movie sequels and whatever they're going to do if it's going to be with the flash movie or whatnot because no offense i mean you can't see anybody else's aquaman now nope other than Jason Moa. I mean, he was fantastic in that movie. He's fantastic in Justice League. He was fantastic in the actual Aquaman movie. Um, but that's a pretty big, to me, that's a pretty big deal that Fisher's not coming back. I mean, Cyborg wasn't real big in the movie. I mean, he had a kind of a big part, but he really wasn't, they didn't right. really get into his character a lot. Right. They well, kinda, we got his origin in that, didn't we? Like, we, we saw yeah. him become Cyborg in that. Yeah, but they didn't, they didn't tell you. I mean, you, he was he was hurt in a car crash, and then his father basically made him into that, a cyborg. Yeah, but they didn't they didn't get into. I mean, obviously, um, for what I know of his character, he was a, a big football star mm-hmm. um, in high school. He was recruited to go play college ball. Apparently, from what I remember, big big college football. Gotham ball, University, I believe. Something like that. So, I mean, obviously, in that. In that instance, I mean, it's probably the biggest school in the area type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but was hurt in a car crash and became cyborg. 
but they don't they don't they don't get into anything else they don't get in any of you know they just kind of show his father yeah making them yeah you know but they don't show anything about like all the stuff that he went through i would assume i would have assumed that they would have had a a spinoff movie of it and you would have gotten it all at that point right which i believe was supposedly going to happen at one point right so now you have to recast cyborg because mm-hmm. he said he's not coming back he's not going to come back for the flash spinoff and he's not coming back for the justice league spinoffs yeah. and stuff so like that so that, that's pretty stuff. big yeah. yeah that's pretty big so especially since he's not a big name actor like right. this, this could have been a big shot for him and if it soured him that much that that's yep. a problem right now you don't know i mean something could happen you know back deal or whatever and he, he may end up coming back mm-hmm. um, but from the articles i've read and what i saw on youtube and all that stuff not youtube but you know on google fiat that's where i first saw it was on google when i was looking when i was going into to look stuff up on google just messing around or whatever because one of the things that came right up on the first the first page was he wasn't coming back and i was like oh i gotta I got to read this. So and I, <laughs> right. like I said, I, I'm assuming that Hugh would have brought it up. Yeah. But, you know, he just decided not to join us tonight. Yes. The yeah, other... he, he took the week off. He took an extended wow. vacation. I don't know. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not at liberty to say. Okay. It, it and, has... I, and, I, and, to be, and to be honest with you, shit happens. Right. Um, I, I, I can neither confirm nor deny the fact that it may have to do with um, legal trouble. He may have called for um dude what are you making that face for i clearly i'm fucking around <laughs> i thought you were fucking i had <laughs> i had you good <laughs> your face threw you me off though i, I like, couldn't even finish it <laughs> do, do, I, do i gotta really gotta raise bail money for him well that's where i was gonna go with it and say that he called me for bail money but i was a little short this week <laughs> but your face <laughs> you threw were, me you off waiting, you waiting for the stimulus you waiting for your stimulus check to come right. in gotta get my 600 <laughs> 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 dude, I was that, dude, I, oh man i was you shouldn't have just kept going That's even funny. with the face i made you, you threw me off going. i couldn't do it <laughs> <laughs> that's funny that's great so yeah so uh, you know we'll have to wait and see what happens with uh with fisher and uh warner yeah. media i mean if uh, all else fails they can just use the guy that plays cyborg on doom patrol because he is a character on that so. okay but he's a cartoon no live action oh Doom Patrol's live action. I'm sorry if I did, wasn't clear on that earlier. No, I think you were. I just was fucking with you, too. Oh. Or we could use the animated cyborg from Teen Titans Go. That works, too. There you go. See, that would be cool. <laughs> just the only you know, one that's actually, a cartoon in it, and they ignore the fact they're the whole movie. Is it? Is it my... Is it, isn't it uh, Carrie Payton from The Walking Dead? Doesn't he voice him? Does he? I gotta look it up now. Yeah, now he's gonna look it up. <laughs> well, while you're looking it up, Kevin, you wanted to discuss something about um the video game. No, yeah, I uh, <clears throat> I just wanted to mention that uh, you know I found this new to me, but it's been around for a long time. A uh, long time, I you know eight eight nine years, maybe even ten years. Um, it's a Ubisoft uh, Blue Bite uh, cooperative venture. Um, it's called Settlers Online. Ah, I don't know yes. if you, uh, you ever, you've heard of it. You told me about it. Yeah, it's a it's a builder type game. I mean, you get an island and you've got to populate it. The, 
the the interesting part about it is that it has an has an economy aspect to it where you have mm-hmm. to maintain um, your resource resource production in order to provide for other things you know you want to build an army to go do adventures you want to um, get bigger and better islands so that you or uh, uh, you know not islands but um, resources on your island so you can sell them and make more money there's just there's a lot of different things you can do and and, and there's a lot of different aspects to it a lot of different channels and and uh you can have simultaneous things going on and um it, it keeps your mind busy and thinking and working and there's enough to it that it makes it um uh interesting without being repetitive a lot of aspects of it are kind of repetitive Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you get a lot of these games that are, there's a grind to them. You have to keep doing the same thing over and over and over again in order to build up, you know, whatever you need to, to move on to the next level. Right. There's a bit of a grind to it. Um, but it really isn't as, as, you know, horrific as some of the games that I've played before. So it keeps me coming back. And the other, the other great thing about it is you don't have to spend a lot of time on it. That's awesome. I'll leave it up and running but I come in and I'll clean up a few things, do a few things and walk away from it. And, um, you know, the, the people you're playing with, you get a guild, you join a guild and these people are from all over the world. One guy's in the middle East, uh, you got some Canadian folks, uh, there's an Australian, um, who's all in our guild and, um, people are on all different times of the day and night. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's, it's really neat, interesting to talk to these folks and see what's going on in their country. What it's done for me is through this, you know, through this whole thing is it's given me a way to see through a normal person's eyes what is going on in their lives, mm-hmm. um, you know, a little bit. You know, people don't really talk, you know, get into their own lives that much, but they'll tell you what they're going, what they're seeing and what, what's going on with them a little bit and, and <laughs> how they see the U.S. right now. That's, oh boy. that's very interesting. Yeah, and you can't you can't disagree with them. Um, yeah. A lot of a lot of their observations are very on point. Um, but it's it's an interesting it's an interesting uh, it's an interesting little um, thing to keep you keep your mind working when you awesome. you know you. I don't buy the latest greatest games. I don't have the greatest latest greatest consoles or a computer to run the games. So finding something like this, it's actually relatively, I'm not going to call it current, but it, it, you know, it's being maintained. Um, it is, it was interesting and um, it, it's keeping my attention. A lot there of games go. don't keep my attention. Lot, I just play it for a little while and just drop it off and never go back. Which is rough when yeah. games are 60 bucks a piece and you, you play for five hours of, of content, which is like barely scratching the surface. And then you just move on to the next thing, which is what I do constantly. I have a library of games that I've barely gotten into on either, yep. any of them. So speaking, uh, of, I feel you. Yeah. speaking of games, did you, uh, did you get into Assassin's Creed yet? I don't have it yet. I, uh, no. that, that was on my Amazon wish list for Christmas and, and no one, no one went for it. So, and, and by the way, cyborg teen Titans go is Carrie Payton. Nice. And that's um, King Ezekiel. Ezekiel. Yes, King Ezekiel. Yep, that's awesome. I did not yeah. know that was him. 
He, he's no, the booyah I'm... man. No oh, kidding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I just got a title there. <laughs> booyah man. <laughs> if you didn't notice, a bunch of our titles are really weird shit, and it's always some stupid offhand remark that comes out of an episode. <laughs> yeah, I was actually looking at um, iTunes. I was looking at your uh, your listing. Yeah, some weird stuff. And a lot of them are usually like I have a really good idea, and then off mic, I'm getting advice saying, "No, do not use that as the title." So yeah, we're gonna get, we're gonna get banned from. <laughs> some of these places or some of the titles we yeah there's there's definitely been some stuff that if we would have went with what i wanted to go with there would be some serious backlash and again off mic i i can tell you some of these next time remind me you know because there's a couple of good ones one that came out of uh like i think two or three episodes ago that it should have been a really great title that i got talked out of but well i think that about wraps it up guys we got anything else before we uh before i deliver my my nugget of wisdom no all right then uh, paul's wisdom nugget for the week if one door closes and another one opens your house is haunted move the fuck out good night everybody and megabyte me bitches this has been a geek pod network production, production.